Hello, and welcome to Textual Tension. I am your co-host, Rachel, and every other week I hop in here and uh, let you guys know what's going on in our world. Hey, how's it going? Did you know that we're on episode 98? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) We're so excited! Uh, So, along with that, we are starting our episode 100 shenanigans starting two weeks from now. Now, you might be saying, hey, Rachel... Two weeks from now is an episode 100. It's episode 99. Well, we're also celebrating the lead up to 100. So we will be putting out some extra special episodes over the next month or so, as well as some Patreon exclusives and have some fun events going on on our Discord. So please keep in keep an eye on our social media uh, and listen to our episodes, obviously, to uh, get the lowdown on that and speaking of social media. We have it. We are at Textual Tension Pod across the board. Uh, On Twitter, we are at Textual Tension, but if you put, or Textual Tension Podcast, I think, if you put in Textual Tension Pod, we'll show up, or like the second one. (laughs) And we also have uh, an email address. You can reach out to us at textualattentionpod at gmail.com and a website, textualattentionpod.com. There's a theme. Uh, we also have a Patreon. I mentioned that as well. Uh, there will be all sorts of fun, exclusive stuff coming out over the next ooh month or so. Uh, so head on over to patreon.com slash textual tension to check that out. You cannot search for us, just a reminder. Uh, you do have to put in the entire URL because we do adult content. So keep that in mind. We also have uh, merch, which I don't mention very often, and I totally should. Uh, That is at uh, TeePublic, and there's a link to that on our website. I also haven't mentioned in a hot minute that, hey, if you'd like to support us, and we really, really would appreciate it if you would, uh, you don't have to go to Patreon to do that. A really easy, quick way would be to go to your favorite podcatcher and give us a five-star review, or, you know, You don't even have to write like a big blurb. You can if you want. We love to read them. Sometimes we post them on our Instagram. But just, you know, drop us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. Uh, We really appreciate that. And it helps us a ton to get out to new people. And, uh, you know, you can also help by telling a friend. That would be pretty cool, too. So uh, if you would do that, that would be amazing. We really appreciate it. Uh, So now that I've gone through the entire spiel, and you've listened to me do the entire spiel, I think it's time for a little bit of romance novel wisdom. For this romance novel wisdom, I thought maybe we could workshop something together. There aren't enough superheroes out there that are based off of, you know, cryptids. So what if? By day, he is Mark Pleasant, the most eligible billionaire philanthropist in the world. But by night, he is... Mothman, defender of the weak, champion of justice, always fighting against evil and faulty building codes. Mothman, the pride of Motham City, drawn to justice like a moth to flame. There, I did it. That was so dumb. Uh, and hey, if you have a better idea for a uh, Mothman, Pride of Motham City, let me know. Um, and if you don't know who Mothman is, uh, keep listening. We talk about him and uh, strap in or strap on.
you know, both are applicable for this particular episode. (laughs) And without further ado, please enjoy episode 98, Suddenly Mothman. Sexual tension, a love-hate relationship with romance novels. I am your co-host, Margie. Hi, I'm your co-host, Rachel. <laughs> Every other week, one of us reads and summarizes a romance novel for the other unsuspecting co-host. This week, that co-host is Rachel. It's me and my gin. Yeah, what you need. And together we <laughs> unpack what, what the, the fuck, fuck just, just happened. happened. Um, Rachel, how you been? Let's just you do know banter. <laughs> You know what? Because we've never done it before. This is episode 98. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Look, I have made my career on technology. And over the past two days, I've never wanted to throw technology out of a window more than I have (laughs) over the past two days. Technology is an amazing and beautiful thing. Uh... But like humanity, you also kind of want to squash it. Yeah, it's also flawed. Deeply, yeah, deeply flawed. Deeply, deeply, deeply flawed. Um, yeah, yes. so we've had, if you're one of our patrons, you know, you in know. the court, if you're that a, if you're a, if you're a we've suffered, patron. we've struggled, uh-huh. um, but we're here, we're queer, and uh, we're, we're going to get through we're this. We're hoping my internet still keeps working. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're doing. So yeah. here's here's what I'm going to do, is I'm going to do what I normally do if I can find it. There it is. Is I'm going to send you the link to the book that I read. Please. In- Definitely wrote notes for. Oh, absolutely. I see them right there in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) You saw the title, didn't you? You are my goddamn hero. Because this is the type of book that I need right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. This book is called Like Mothman to a Flame. <laughs> I like how in, in Goodreads they they capitalize moth and man. Yes, like it's two separate words, but without a space in between. <laughs> right, oh my god. right. Oh my god, okay, so the cover, um, it is by Remy Ka- Kavalik, is how I'm going to say that, um, and it is... Uh, two people it's a shirtless dude uh facing us but looking down at a woman that he's holding in his arms who is her also front is facing us but she's looking back up at him she's in like a black tank top she has what appears to be abs which get it girl um and <laughs> hair that i can only describe as literally on fire um <laughs> With fire behind them, and it sort of fades down to this green at the bottom, where it says, like, Mothman to a flame, but the word flame, which this is, like, the closest to papyrus you can get without being papyrus in (laughs) font-wise. Flame is on fire. (laughs) This is everything I needed it to be. It, wow! This book has been sitting on my Kindle app on my phone for a very long time. So I will explain how I found this because the story is kind of funny. I so, need to know. 
me and my coworker Holly, hi Holly, I'm going to tell her to listen to this particular episode, were like the first people in the restaurant kitchen, like chatting, having a good time. And I say to her, I like, I had turned my head because I thought I saw something on the ceiling. And she was like, oh, it's probably just like a moth or something. And, um, and I was like, or moth man. Or moth man. <laughs> or moth man. <laughs> And uh, we both started giggling, and then I don't know how it came up, but, you know, somehow the podcast that I co-produce and co-host came up in the conversation. Yeah. And I was like, there's definitely a romance novel out there about Mothman. And she's like, no way. And then I'm like... Oh, there definitely is. A 10-second Google search, like less <laughs> than that. I and uh, I found it. I showed her this book, and I, and I was like, "I'm gonna read it." And she was like, "Oh my god, when you do, I tell me." We literally just had a whole ass conversation in our Discord about two books: one where a dude turns into a sentient espresso machine and find love, finds love, and two, sorry, a chick, and then two where a woman. Falls in love with three donut shifters. Oh, I love, I did read the donut shifter one. Those two need to be combined, though, and then have a cop fall in love with them somehow. There is a romance novel for everything. There is a romance novel. <laughs> Absolutely everything. For everything. Fucking for everything. everything. All right. Oh I want God, you to read the description. Okay. And even better, this is like a greatest hits of the like, this is such a good classic textual tension yes, book it really it's ridiculous, is and it has an entire fucking book as a description oh uh, this feels oh this is such a great throwback for episode 98 okay what happens when you mix a woman with the uncanny trait of being in the wrong place at the wrong time and a man who is descended from the original mothman a plot to take over and sorry and a plot to take over one rural west virginia mountain town Blaze Roberts is a 28-year-old native of small-town Appalachia. <laughs> Do you get it? Because it's Mothman to a flame. Do you get it? I get it. Do you get I it? Get it. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Thanks for putting that out. She. Oh, she. Okay. Uh. Mm, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. She left Briar Creek over 12 years ago, running away from a difficult past and uncaring parents to live in the big city. When the family home burns to the ground. I'm sensing flame might be a theme in this book. She's called back to deal with the rubble. Blaze is determined to get shit done and get out of Dodge as fast as possible. Clay Thomas is a longtime bachelor who's had no desire to repeat his father's history with women. He's busy enough pulling days at the library and nights on the trails. But when a whirlwind of a girl comes barreling into his job, looking every inch her fiery namesake, he can't help but be drawn to the wild and free firebrand even if he doesn't understand why. Blaze doesn't do tied down, and she certainly doesn't do small-town life. Not anymore. But her growing attraction to Clay makes her wonder if she, she's really, if she really meant it when she said she wouldn't stay. And when even more wildfires catch in the area, will Clay be able... Sorry, will Clay... Oh, no, no, it's no. just written poorly. Will yeah. Clay will be forced to decide between his secret and her life? Um. <laughs> Any commentary? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. I'm so intrigued. I'm so intrigued. It's until I read that last sentence, I thought that maybe the writing wasn't too terrible. 
You know, I never, I don't know if those like inner, whatever inner folds um, are written by the author or by like their editor or something like that. So yeah. it couldn't but just be like a mistake. All right. There we go. All right. So triggers. Um, let's see. I mean, like people like in general, just beating the shit out of one another. Oh, A uh, little bit Violence. of I mean, and a little bit of people just being gross and just, I don't know how to describe it. Uh, manipulative, I guess. Arson, okay. arson. Uh, well, yeah, I got that. <laughs> you mean um, fire is a is a theme? Wow, hmm. really? Wouldn't have guessed. Uh, and I'm trying to think if they're really. I mean, abusive parents, emotionally, okay. emotionally abusive parents. Um, I think that's it. Okay. If I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I can always get in. You know, yeah. So, um, our characters. Well, yes. well, I'm just gonna. You know what? Actually, I'm just gonna start the story because it makes more sense if I do it that way. So, okay. we have Blaze. Blaze lives Blaze. in the city. The Rachel, city. name a fictional city. It's that one. Uh, Agrabah. <laughs> Agrabah. She lives in Agrabah. Is it Agrabah <laughs> or Agrabah? Agrabah. Agrabah. <laughs> so she lives in Agrabah. She, she moved to the big city of Agrabah 12 years ago, um, where she is a journalist. She works for okay. the Agrabah, Agrabah Daily Times. This is all and- very vague. <laughs> exactly. City McCity woman. Yes. <laughs> and when she gets a call from an old friend named Roger, Roger is someone that she grew up with in Briar Creek. Okay. Roger calls her. And says, like, hey, so uh, I have some news for you. Don't panic, but um, your parents' house burned to the ground. Ooh, um, awkward. Your parents are fine. Like, they're not hurt. It was, it was like, a, just a bad luck fire. But your brother is not in town. Her brother, Jack, is not in town. He is in Europe. And they are not have not been able to reach him. And so the problem is, is that when Blaze and her brother, Jack's, grandparents died they didn't Mm -hmm. leave the grandparents didn't leave the house to their children to their child they left it to their grandchildren okay yes and it is explained later why in the book but basically what it comes down to is that like roger's like listen dude i would take care of this on my own and start like helping them build like i well so i'm sorry to have to call you basically but jack isn't around i can't Mm -hmm. get a hold of him so I, I right. need you to kind of come in town and take care of this. Yeah. Um, right. This at least so makes she, sense so far. More than yeah. I was expecting. <laughs> right. So she's like, Blaze is like, oh, shit. Like she, so when she left Briar Creek, that's the town that she grew up in. She left on really bad terms. She left, when she left, everyone <laughs> believed that she had committed arson, that she had caused a forest fire. It was the name, wasn't it? That's the thing, Rachel. That's what I don't. I never understood to this book. I kept reading it, did not understand. Her real name is Jolene. There's no explanation why people call her Blaze. It's got. I, my assumption is the fire. But then why would she continue to no, use that No, she was name? called Blaze, I think, before the fire started. Okay. It's for plot reasons, Margie. It's plot armor. It's plot, plot armor. And she has, like, and so she actually colors her hair bright, bright orange. 
Fuck so yeah. So it looks like. Lean in, I guess. Yeah. So it looks like flames. And so she's like, okay, well, I guess I'm going back to Briar Creek. Fuck, this sucks. And so she does. She packs up her stuff. She gets the neighbor to take care of her cat and watch her plants. And she drives out of Agrabah um, to Briar Creek. And she, she takes a camel she out of there, Agrabah. And luckily her friend... Right, she takes a camel. <laughs> and um, her trusty camel named Jeep. Uh, <laughs> so when Roger was on the phone with her, he was like, hey, look, you know, you don't you're, don't bother staying at a hotel. I have a guest house. You can come and stay there. You know, I don't want, you know, it'll be much more comfortable for you. We don't know how long this is going to last, like how long mm-hmm. you're going to have to stay. And she's like, oh, Roger, that's awesome. Thank you. Now, Roger's pretty wealthy because... There's, like, some sort of backstory where he inherited, like, a silver mine that was in the town. So he's wealthy. He's got, like, a big-ass house. And at this big-ass house are where Blaze's parents are staying, her mom and her dad. Okay. And so Blaze is going to be staying in the little guest house. Right. So, question. How big is Briar Creek? Um, It's a pretty small town. Uh, Okay. You know, it's not, you know, vaguely small. It's idyllic, idyllic small town Appalachia, yeah, yeah. which is yes. I've been to small town Appalachia. Right, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. So she arrives in Briar Creek. Um. She immediately is pretty much like accosted by her mom, who her mom's oh, like, "We good. don't need you here. Like, like go back to your city and leave us alone." Oh, you know, this feels we don't, like a healthy relationship. We don't need your kind around here. Her mom is very, like, just very overly and not really realistically aggressive. Okay. Just sure, Jan. very way more angry about her daughter and her choices than she needs she to be or plausibly should be. You know, it just doesn't really make much sense. But she also doesn't like uh, Blaze because she is like just very sexually liberated. You know, she she messes, she she messes around with men, she messes around with women and she just has a good time and she doesn't really care. And her mom has never been able to live with that. Blaze is surprise queer? Yeah, she's surprise queer. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Surprise queer. Well, so that's one of the things that nailed the coffin for her between her and her mom is uh, her mom caught her fooling around with a girl. Uh, Honestly, good for her. Good for her. So um, (laughs) Blaze is like, listen, I can't even begin to talk about how wrong you are. I have to be here. I don't trust me. I'd rather not be. Don't want to be. But I'm here. I'm queer. And I'm going to deal with this shit. (laughs) So get over it. And so she goes inside the guest house and like Roger um, and Roger welcomes her and is very happy to see her. And they've been like really old friends for a long time. So but and they've talked off and on over the years. But mm-hmm. um, it's good. He's like, it's so good to see you in town again. And yada, yada, yada. Um, long story short, she gets there. And that night, Roger and her end up having sex. And very, like, the author writes a good sex scene. I'll say that. And sex toys are used. I am so surprised that, one, this is the first book that we've had where the main characters have sex with someone else just for fun. Right. And two, like, how is this so surprisingly okay right now? Like, this is great so far. Right. So she has sex with Roger and... Wake and they're and they're like 
they get trashed that night as well. Like they're just old friends. Also like they get great. trashed, they fool around, they have sex, and then she wakes up the next morning and it's like he's gone, but she's like, okay, we she knew from the get-go of them having sex, like she's like, we are not a couple. We have uh-huh. sexual chemistry, but we are nowhere in couple status. Right. But the next day she's like, all right, I got shit to do. So she goes and visits the fire chief to like find out what the cause of the fire was. When am I going to be able to go on the property? And he's like, well, so we're still conducting inv- an investigation as to what exactly happened. So you're not going to be able to go onto the property for a little while, but I'll give mm. you a call like the moment I find out. And she's right. like, oh, shit, that sucks. Like, mm-hmm. don't like that she goes to the attorney's office too in town but it's honestly not that important to the story other than you can tell that everybody in town including the secretary fucking hates her (laughs) really does not like very judgmental of her very much just does not like her and so so then after that it's still early in the morning and so um she goes to the local diner because it is small town it is acrobat's acrobat's diner no it's not acrobat's no, diner it's, it's not yeah, acrobat it's not acrobat anymore we're out of acrobat so like this yeah, is a local small town diner mom and pop yeah uh, uh, imagine the one from the star wars prequel and uh yes yes and uh she so she parks her hover car she goes inside and <laughs> um she sees her best friend cammy from all the way back in like when they were growing up okay and cammy is so happy to see her like they they get on as fast as thieves again like no time had passed which is like really weird because literally blaze just kind of up and vanished in the middle of the night and just dope noped out of that town so yeah. she asks cammy she's like are you mad at me that i just left and, and cammy's like no i figured you had your reasons la di da di da Okay, so she's Anna Kendrick in Twilight. Got it. Right, right. Just fine with everything. Right. It's so weird. Just like, because uh, it's it, it's been 12 years, you know? Okay, yeah. so Rachel, and I'm afraid to ask you this question, but if I just suddenly noped tomorrow and left town and left like, you know, you came here tomorrow and somehow magically all of my stuff was gone. There wasn't even a letter to say goodbye. Uh, how would that make you feel? I would suck. <laughs> there's a reason that <laughs> there's a reason that ghosting is like the most psychologically damaging thing you can do to a human. Right, right. So now, I I would say I would say that if that happened and twelve years later you just showed up again, I would be like, oh hey, like you know, let's sit and talk and everything like that. But if at any point you did not seem like you were going to put in equal effort in maintaining a friendship, I would drop you like a hot piece of, like, hot <laughs> fucking potato. See, I would probably, if you did that to me, I'd be pissed. You would come back into my yeah. life and I'd be like, no. No, uh, I'm not going through that pain again. So the she, but, you know, Cammy and her are talking and uh, Blaze mentions, hey, I saw flyers for, like, the local fair that's happening this weekend. Do you know where I can get tickets? And um, Cammy's like, oh, you know, um, I think you can go and get them at the local library. So you can just stop there after you have something to eat and, you know, pick one up. Convenient. Convenient Convenient reason for her to go to the library. Hmm. Hmm. What could be there? 
perfect great um and she tells cammy like i'll give you a call let's hang out in the next couple days and cammy's like awesome and so then blaze heads to the library where there's also another very judgmental secretary of course it's like go upstairs tickets are there <laughs> with great with mothman i mean man uh with man and so blaze goes upstairs and she sees clay thomas and immediately she's like oh snap he's fucking um, hot as hell i think that we should maybe for our listeners who might not know who mothman is uh the mothman yes. is a cryptid that gained popularity when there is a bridge going from west virginia to ohio and uh it like it was a horrible tragedy it like broke apart it killed some people like not great and people started saying that oh did you see there was this like creature that was like around before it happened and started associating like oh it's he looked like a moth or whatever like wings and everything and so he was the mothman and supposedly he pretends doom and now there's sightings of the mothman all over so there you yep. go there's the cliff notes yes thank and he has po- red eyes pleasant Red eyes and wings and, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Sh- yeah, shows up to portend doom. Yes, Point Pleasant, West Virginia is where that happened. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, there's your, there you go. There's your uh, fun fun fact of the day. <laughs> so, uh, she, so she meets this man and, uh, Clay Thomas and is like, oh my god, mm-hmm. oh my god, you're sexy as fuck. Sexy and man. meanwhile, he's thinking the same thing. He's like, oh my god, who the- is she? She is. She's hot, she's not- literally. She's not from around these parts. Well, the joke is, the funny part is, is that she is and he isn't. But he's like, I've uh-huh. never seen you around town before. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm from here, but I've been out of town for a long time. I was actually just looking for a ticket to the fair. And he's like, yeah, just, you know, take this one on the house and maybe I'll see you around uh, sometime. Maybe you I'll know. see you there. Hey. Maybe I'll see you there. You know, I love that he works at the library. I know. I don't know why. I just, this makes me so happy. Um, so after her day, uh, Blaze's day, she's like, you know what? I'm going to go on a hike. So she does. She goes on a hike. She kind of goes to a local creek and she sits there and, you know, contemplates life. And when she sure. sees a creature fly over the river and she's like, that's <gasps> weird. It must have been a hang glider. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Totally. This is in the middle of the day. Uh, I think it's the end of the day. Ah, uh, yes, yes, in the evening. Yes, in the yes. evening. Um, so, <clears throat> some doom. And I think it's actually, it's I think it's actually, it's either on the same day or like a couple of days later that she tells Cammy, like, hey, why don't you come over with some beers? We'll sit outside and we'll, you know, I've got a great fire going. It'll be fun. And she's like, word, can I bring a friend? And Cammy's like, word, can I bring a friend? And honestly, Blaze is kind of like, I mean, if you have, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean. Is it our boy? Is it our boy? And so Cammy shows up with Clay. Hey. And so the three of them are like sitting around drinking beers, chilling out. Well, here's the thing, and it's evening time, so we're assuming that Cammy yes. has worked that day. Well, Cammy is a lightweight. And so Uh-oh. and both uh Clay and Blaze know this. Uh-huh. And so they're kind of looking at each other like so they make a bet. They're like, okay, if she falls if Cammy falls asleep within 15 minutes, 
no, no. I can't remember what um, Clay has to do for Blaze. But if she falls falls asleep between fifteen and thirty minutes, then Clay gets to take Blaze to the to the fair. That's real cute, though. Yeah, it's very cute. That's really cute. And so Cammy surprises Blaze and falls asleep fifteen to thirty minutes later. Uh-huh. And so they kind of take they take Cammy. They like deposit her in a guest bedroom in the uh, guest house, and. Uh, but then, like, Blaze and Clay keep talking and then start canoodling. Hey! But, but Clay is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're both really drunk. We need to stop. I'm not going to have sex with you when you're drunk. Like This book is fucking great. How is this book good? <laughs> Fuck yeah. So, um, uh, we love and consent. Blaze honestly oh, is... Drunk enough that she's kind of like hurt by it, but you know, it, it's she's like whatever. And the next scene, they both wake up on his truck bed, so like they fell asleep outside on his truck bed Aww. together <laughs> with both having like splitting headaches uh-huh. and Cammy like wandering outside, like, Where are you guys? <laughs> um, and they're oh both like, God. Oh, fuck, this sucks, we're here. So <laughs> they they get some breakfast and then they all kind of agree on a plan for going to the fair together yeah so that something weird happens that day though too uh so like clay goes back to work you know they all go back on with their lives they've made plans of the fair but something weird happens to blaze that day she actually gets a package in the mail oh and it is a vhs tape and she's like is it 1997 why did someone mail me a d uh a VHS tape. How are well, you going to even... I wouldn't even know where to find a VHS, like, player nowadays. Well, and that's the thing. She doesn't know. She's like, what yeah. do I do? And so she goes back to Cammy, and she's and Cammy's like, well, you could go to the library. They probably have something you they can would, play with, play it there. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to... Oh, okay. So, and also in the box, though, there's a letter uh, from Jack and blaze's grandparents okay and so and it says and i quote you're too little to understand you're too little to understand this now but your mother is a bit of a greedy bitch and as such we've decided to leave the family home to you two in case we aren't around to see you become wonderful adults however yeah so um that's fucking awesome yeah so they uh they don't get the house but they also the grandparents also say look we Kind of, we don't want you guys to feel like you have to split the house in two. We think that you guys will be able to make the decision of like, okay, who's going to ultimately inherit the house? Yeah. Um. So you'll like pass it to one sibling or the other. Well, the thing about it is, is that Jack has signed off the house to Blaze. Like he signed off the whole property over to Blaze without consulting her. Oh. That's what's on the VHS tape is him explaining like, I've given it all to you. I think that as much as you don't want to admit it, like, I think that Briar Creek really is your home. We want you to stay here. And her brother and her brother's husband, Ingrid, are both like, we want to settle down and make roots in Briar Creek as well, but we want to make them with you. You know, are it's not great. Are they also gay? No. Jack and Ingrid? Oh. oh, I thought you said her brother and his husband. No, and his wife. Oh, sorry, his wife. No, yeah. I... Yeah, that's not... 
On one hand, that's not ideal. On the other hand, you could be like, all right, I'm selling the fucking house. Thanks for that. Like, yeah, that's pretty shitty, though, to do that. Yeah, without talking to her. Yeah. Well, and it's also just kind of like it's backing her into a corner because right. it, he's trying to like, like push her decision to move to Briar Creek when Briar Creek is somewhere where it's like, hey, I had a lot of trauma here. Like our parents have been absolutely shitty to us. To, and our mother right. in particular, like, I have my reasons for not wanting to come back here. So she's, like, kind of peeved, but she's also, like, ah, whatever, like, I'm going to deal with this as best I can. Right. And the, her plan in her mind is still the same. She's going to rebuild the house, stick her parents in it, and be like, whatever. It's yours, it's yours until you die, and then I'm going to sell this land. Right. Um, so, weirdly enough, though, uh, Clay sits down to watch the VHS tape with her because he doesn't realize it's something private. And he's yeah. like, I'm so sorry. You should have told me that it was like a private family thing. I had no idea. And she's like, no, no, it really would not have made a difference. It's fine. Oh. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at least he acknowledges that like, hey, maybe I shouldn't have been in the room when you were watching that. I'm just legitimately shook at how wholesome this man is this mothman is this mothman is who you know he's he a portends mothman, but doom really? and aggressive consent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they <gasps> sticker idea sticker idea <laughs> mothman and consent something along those lines yes. oh yes oh my god amazing uh, the mothman stands consent Mothman stands consent. Mothman portends consent. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love oh, that's that. That's so good. Um, so, you know, uh, Fair Knight comes along and Clay is super excited. Blaze is more excited than she wants to be honest. Like, she's kind of like, oh, I really like this guy, but like, I'm planning on going back to Akrabah. Like, yeah. you know, I don't want to <laughs> stick down roots. I don't want to, like, get feelings. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to catch feelings, bro. And he's bro, like, well, you. can he catch a moth, bitch? And uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so legitimately intrigued with how he turns into his moth man. Don't be. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. um... The fair comes along. They're all having a good time. So that night, I believe that it's Cammy. She brought a boy toy. Uh, Clay, Blaze, and I think Roger is also there at the beginning. And so, like, at the end of, like, you know, after the fair, after they watch the fireworks, it's really fun. Oh, they did. And uh, uh, Blaze does get to have, like, an altercation with her mom where she very much ends up on top. Fuck yeah! Like, yes. Uh, Fuck yeah! And, yeah. And uh, so Cammy invites him. She's like, "Hey, we're all gonna go like creek jumping. Like we're gonna go swimming tonight. It's really hot out. Let's go swim and like have a little party." And Blaze is like, uh, "You know, at this point, Blaze and Claire, like, if we don't fucking break this sexual tension between us, 
It's gonna be a problem. It's it's, it's gonna it's gonna there's gonna be an inferno. So uh, <laughs> more fire, more fire. fire. Everything's uh, on fire. So, but they agree. They both agree to go, and they go for a little bit. But then they're both basically just canoodling in this creek, like swimming together. And like, okay, no, we need to like go and actually we gonna go bone. Yeah, we gotta go bone. So they get back in his car. They drive to his place. They start getting frisky, and of course, the phone rings. Damn it. Well, phone rings and it is, I think it's the fire chief. And he's like, I wanted to check that Clay and you are okay. But just so you know, a fire has started near the fair. It's getting really quickly out of control. And Blaze is like talking on the phone and she's like, oh my God, Cammie is still there. She's still at the creek. So, yeah. So they like, so both her, so Blaze and Clay both get into his Jeep. He actually has okay. a Jeep, too. And they, like, drive towards the fire. And they get to, like, this point where they can't drive anymore. And um, Blaze jumps out of the car and starts running to uh, Cammy, And she reaches Cammy, But unfortunately, Sam, who Cammy is with, who's not an important character at all, she has hurt her ankle. So... Oh, no! Yeah, so they basically... So now we switch to Clay's perspective and I can't, I think, yeah. So he sees actually Sam and um, Cammie coming out of the woods, but Blaze is not with them. And he's like, oh, what no. the fuck? And so he's like, get her in the car. Cammie, get out of here. Drive away. Go. I'm going to get, I'm going to get Blaze out of the woods. He mothmans out. He mothmans out. <laughs> So that's exactly what he does. He yeah. He mothmans out. He finds her in the woods. It's very. It's like a, a tree has fallen on her ankle. I don't know. You know. Yeah, sure. You know. Sure. And he lifts it. He lifts. He manages to lift the tree because just mothman things. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, but now they're surrounded by fire. And he's like, okay, uh-huh. bitch, close your eyes. And she's like, okay, grabs onto him and he flies them out of the fire. I'm, I am. Not gonna lie, I fucking love this. This is so good. So they fly out of the fire. Now, and- I will say, you have to understand, I am super here for the whole, like, my bitch is in danger. I'm gonna hulk out and save her. Here mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. So I don't even care that he's the Mothman. It's fucking right. great. I know. I like, I, I love those moments, too. Yep. So... Uh, he flies, but his wing gets singed. Yeah. So he gets a little, he sustains a burn and he's like, shit, I'm not gonna be able to fly anymore. So he like looks around and he thinks to himself, all right, we're gonna, I think the name was Captain Sully this. All right. So we're going to Sully this shit and we're going to land in the river. And so <laughs> he basically crash lands into this river with her. Um, so they don't die, but, well, and they manage to like swim to shore and, uh, Blaze is like, Damn, Clay, that is some secret you had there. <laughs> oh my um, god. And so they they're uh luckily though, they're not too far from the guest house. So from where yeah. Blaze is staying. So they manage to limp their way back there. Of course, right when they get back, uh Blaze's mom finds that this is the perfect opportunity to like basically call her a slut. <laughs> oh my god. He's I'm assuming he's back in clay form. No, no. So He's that's still a Mothman. Well, so here's the thing. He was, like, leaning up against the back wall when, like, Clay's mom, like, basically, like, s- 
broke into their into her into the guest house uh-huh. and started to like you know verbally verbally abuse blaze and then blaze is like get out okay all right now she's gone you can come in and so his wings are extended but here's the thing rachel here is the thing it's never explained how he hides his wings it's never explained if they're just under his shirt it's not explained if they magically disappear wait it's not explained when they go swimming this isn't is Sailor Moon style transformation into full no. whole ass no, Mothman? No, he just This is wings. just a dude with wings. With wings. That is who is called. So his grandfather <laughs> was the original Mothman. Not explained why or how he became the original <laughs> Mothman, but that was the Mothman who like who was on the Point bridge Pleasant and Mothman. shit. Point Pleasant Mothman. Yeah. yeah. So he was Point Pleasant Mothman. Apparently, in the Mothman's perspective, was he was trying to warn people like, "Hey, you yeah. need to stay off this bridge." Something right. bad is going to happen because he could moth sense it and yeah. people just got scared of him and wouldn't listen. And so he got like super like angsty about it, which I get. And, yeah, you know, so then he but he had a son um, and the son also turned out to be Mothman because uh, apparently Mothmanism is genetic. <laughs> I, I Again, we did why Again, I love this so it's much. <laughs> not explained how or why he oh became God. his grandfather became Mothman. He was just suddenly Mothman one day. So, suddenly that's Mothman. The name of this episode. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> I so, thought it was gonna be Mothman portends consent, but I like suddenly oh, Mothman like so much too. more. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So suddenly, you know what? We're just gonna assume there's a magic void that his wings disappear into. We're going to assume. I mean, it, yeah, it's just super weird. Uh, I mean, if that's the only thing wrong at this point, I'm not mad about it. Oh, it's not. It's not. Uh-oh. It's not. Uh-oh. So, um, she, like, cleans up his wound on the wing as best she can. And uh, they're both... I think that they... I can't remember if they either sleep for a few... No, 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 they don't sleep. Because she's, like, immediately like, no, 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 I'm into this. Let's bone. And he's like, you're not disgusted? And she's like, no. In fact, I'm incredibly aroused. Let's bone. One, I'm a monster fucker. Two, we're affirming <laughs> life. Let's fucking go. We stand monster fuckers. We fucking stand monster fuckers, though. Yeah, she was Get super... It. So they um they bone but the, i think the only like the disappoint the only disappointing thing about the sex in this book is that the wings are not like used you know they're just there like, they're she's just, just into them she's just I mean, into them like, it's like putting a lady in a sexy maid costume it's not necessarily used but it's there and you're into yeah, it right and uh <laughs> yeah um well, and the uh, the only the cute thing that happens with the wings is that at one point Blaze kind of like uses one as a blanket when they cuddle later in the night. Oh, and moth wings are so fuzzy and soft. Yeah, it would be that really would be soft. The best cuddling. It would be oh really soft. So, uh, and then for the next few days, they honestly just keep having sex, like in the guest house. Like he calls off Fuck work yeah. for multiple days, and they just have a uh, sexcation. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was. It, it sounds. Fantastic. Fucking um, great. Their friends don't uh, come around. Wing- like, Are the wings gone at this point? No, they're still extended. He's just walking around the okay. house with the wings on. 
so one thing I will say is that it is kind of weird that Cammy has not rec- like made sure her friends aren't dead yet. Oh, they did. They did. They called. Oh, okay, good. They called good. and like everybody everybody knows that everybody's okay, like we're all good. Um Great. And let's see what happens. The good news okay. is they can't blame her on like this this fire on her since she's No, yeah, for right. So at the end of this sex the sexcation comes to an end, A because like our boy needs to go back to work. Yeah, and you know. B Blaze finally gets a call from her brother Jack. And okay. Jack says, I don't know how it happened, but uh, apparently someone has reported me missing. And so the Belgian police came and like they didn't arrest him, but they were like, you need to go back to the States so that they can yeah. prove that you're not actually a missing person. And so Uh-oh. they put they put two and two together and Blaze is like, it's my fucking mom. She just doesn't want yeah. me involved with any of this shit. So she called my mm-hmm. brother. So she called my brother and reported him missing, and now she's like, really, mom? Like, really? Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. So lots of sex. There's so much sex in this book. <laughs> I mean, Ooh, awesome. Shit. Fucking get it, Mothman and Yeah. Blaze. Um, okay, so they did that. I'm really worried that this book is, I'm going to hate it by the end, but so far I love it. Okay, so and just so you know, at this point, Clay is pretty much like, oh, this is the woman for me. He's absolutely besotted with her, absolutely in love with her. And he kind of like, he knows that Blaze is planning still on going back to Akrabah. Like, Mm -hmm. he knows that that's her plan, but he's like, in his mind, he's kind of like, okay, I've got to convince her to try and stay. Because like, this town is not the same without her. Like, everybody loves her here. All of her friends are here. And she really belongs here with me. I was going to say, you could go with her, but he can't exactly stretch his wings in the middle of Agrabah. No, No, you can't. So I get that. Um, It's too hot in the sky at Agrabah. And the problem is with that is that Blaze is very guarded because of everything that's happened Mm -hmm. to her in her bathroom. Like last time she was in Briar Creek, like she's very guarded. She's very much like, and she told him this from the beginning, like, I'm not doing a relationship. We are having fun. We are just having fun. So do not sure. catch any feelings. I'm not into it. And he's like, you know, it's, it's a moth to a flame, babe. Uh, God damn it. God damn God it. God damn it. God damn it. It was the best one I could come up with, which is honestly moth pretty sad. Moth damn it. Moth damn it. Um, so, uh, so she's like really trying hard not to catch feelings because she's like, it's it's kind of like a stubbornness thing because she actually really does like being back and like seeing Cammy again and all of her old friends. Mm-hmm. But she's also like, but this is where a lot of bad shit happened to me where I was like, yeah. slut sh- I was slut shamed and then blamed for arson and run out of town. Like, mm-hmm. I don't. You know, I don't want to revisit all of that. I don't want to rehash right. all of that. I just want to leave the past behind quite literally. So, but, and so at one point, Clay starts to sense this, like, change in her where she's kind of, like, pulling back. And mm. he's like, hey, babe, what's wrong? Like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Yep, fine. But she- Don't believe you. Don't, yeah. And he doesn't. He's like, I can tell that something's wrong, but I'm not going to, like, force it out of her. Like, I've right. got to just, like, take the time. Um, so now they uh, go on another date. They go to a drive-in movie oh with and it's like kind of a group date because like clay and blaze are in their car together but um 
they're also they have like Cammy's in another car and she's with the date and then I think Roger is there and her brother actually her brother Jack and Ingrid show up that night so they're now back okay. in town so it's like a whole party right is happening yeah so Clay and Blaze like they watch the first movie together and then Clay and Blaze like kind of go and you know they sneak off they start getting cheeky and like some bleachers uh-huh. or something and um but then Clay notices something hmm that's weird strange why is blaze's mom going into the woods with a duffel bag at night who was surprised (laughs) who was surprised Surprised. so they're at the the fair when suddenly also suddenly roger comes up to them and roger's Uh drunk he's hammered Uh uh-oh and so roger like makes some comment about like hey guys like take it back home and clay's like hey we're somewhere private and we're just kissing like why Uh do you mind why do you care with why do you care what we're doing and um so uh roger says well considering you're banging her in my guest house i kind of do have a problem with it especially since i've got plans to tap it while she takes advantage of my hospitality so fuck that guy. Yeah. So pretty much what comes out is that Roger was just giving Blaze a place to stay so that he could have sex with her when he wanted to. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. So she like Blaze is really embarrassed because she's like the the fact that we had sex is like it's not a big deal, but it's like it's yeah. a personal thing. And right. she also knew that her best friend Cammy had a thing for Roger. And so mm. she's like and Cammy is there. Right, and so she's like, she's all kind of embarrassed, and basically he like is like, what a whore! He's like slut shaming her, what um, an asshole! Yeah, Roger and fuck so, Roger. Uh, so good news is that um, uh, Clay beats the shit out of him. Clay, fuck yeah, uh, yeah, Clay beats the shit out of him, punches him straight in the face, and then they all. So then. Clay's like, okay, babe, you're coming back to my place. You're not, obviously you're not staying at Rogers anymore. So all of her friend go to the Rogers guest house to pick up all of her stuff. Fuck so they yes. all like collectively go and grab her stuff and then bring it back to Clay's house. And then Clay and Blaze go back to Clay's place. And she she's mostly just embarrassed yeah. that this happened. She's not, and she's she's in the book. She does deal with a little bit of like issues with slut shaming herself where she's like i really wish now that i had not done that i wish i had not had sex with him like but we were both drunk and you know yeah it just happened and i will say like from a literary perspective it's nice to see like the dichotomy of yeah he's a dick and they were drunk when they had sex clay's not a dick and refused to have sex with her when she was drunk which like by all means, if you're in a consenting, awesome relationship, have sex mm-hmm. when you're drunk. Great. Yeah, great. Or have, well, a, have a fling if you want. But there is still that sort of, just understand there's that gray area with consent when alcohol or any substance is involved. Like, well, and that's sex is pretty fun, much, but. That's what Roger pretty much said, too. He was like, he, I think that he said that they were, he said to Clay, he was like, we were drunk and we had sex the first time. And he, he makes all these like lewd, disgusting comments about it. But later on, like, Clay's like, I know that you said yes that night, but, like, I'm still really upset that that happened to you because, like, you were, I'm, I'm going to guess you were in no, like, state yeah. of mind to 
actually like readily excitedly consent even if you were enjoying it so he's like right and that and she's like that's why you didn't have sex with me when we were by the bonfire and he's like yeah because you were really we were both hammered like uh-huh so uh, and like and, and he uh, mentions Clay. also he's like listen if we were in like a committed relationship and we had safe words and stuff like that and we were yeah. both drunk then that's that's one thing but we, we're not and we don't and she's like safe words and he's like oh honey mothman portends consent, consent. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm he really did not excited consent for that to that bridge going down he did not consent no to he it. didn't but he tried he tried to tell other people he tried to he tell tried everybody to communicate. he did he did but everybody got scurred um Ugh. so they all right so now we're gonna montage through the end okay because Fuck a yeah. lot of the Let's end go. is the, one of the problems I have with this book is that, and you wouldn't catch this unless you actually read it, is that the amount of detail is obscene. There's a mm. lot of detail of like, we hopped into their car and then they we did this and we drove around there and we went down this street and then we went oh. to this restaurant and they ate this. And it's like, this is not important to the necessary. plot. It's not right, necessary right. at all. And it, those small details, like, it, it's... It, it takes up a lot of time and also it detracts mm-hmm. from the plot because it's funny to me because I was like listening to you get so excited about it. I'm like, I was not excited about this book. I was eager for it Aww. to end because of all of the details were so boring. That's that's and so interesting. And I will say on episode 98, it's interesting that like, I mean, we've had this before, but no matter how like well we describe something a book can still suck or like right. have something that you don't like about it but in the description you're you're just talking about the most important thing so like right you talking about all the stuff that's happening i fucking love it but i imagine if i read it i would have been like not as into it it's just it's not the the good news is is that you're right mothman portends consent and there are all of those like great themes about it but there's so much that like detracts from the book that either does not make just doesn't make sense and i am very much a person where the magic and the science if you have it or science fiction in the book if you have it it's got to make some sort of sense to me it's got to be something there yeah that for one thing doesn't doesn't hold um right and then the second, like, and then, like I said, the amount of unnecessary detail is just so mm-hmm. boring. Um, right. Well, so, let's like, montage and we can talk about that it. towards. Yes. Yeah, so at, the, at the end of the book, we basically discover that Roger has been in cahoots with people from Acrobat, basically. And oh. these people from Acrobat. So uh, we're going to say Jafar. We'll say yeah. Jafar. And then. Um, what's, what's the, the- parrot's name? Iago. Iago. So they've yes. uh, been in cahoots. So Roger has been in cahoots with Jafar and Iago. And Jafar ah. and Iago have already uh, bought a local farmland. Some local farmland. So they're looking okay. basically to buy out Briar Creek and turn it into what? something else. Like, because they want to either, there's like a bunch, apparently there's like a bunch of natural resources there or something, or they just want to buy it out and like build a shitty Walmart. Um, bastards so they keep setting these fires so so it comes down to that roger and her mom at least make the plan to start setting fires to Uh scare people into selling more quickly and for more cheaply and so Mm -hmm. roger actually called blaze back into town because he's like oh she's just gonna want to go back to the city as soon as she can she'll sell that land as fast as she can right yeah 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 and so was her mom behind the first fire that was set that she was blamed for? When not when she was young, no. So that okay. fire was actually started by 
So we have like a little flashback where that fire was started by Blaze's ex-boyfriend now, obviously, Zeke uh-huh. and Roger. Okay. And they were doing some sort of shitty satanic ritual because let's add in satanic panic in there. Why fucking not? Why the fuck not? And uh, it like it, it started a blaze and poor <laughs> it started a blaze <laughs> and uh, <laughs> poor blaze though like tried got overwhelmed for a second and tried to stomp it out and realized it was like way too much for her to control yeah and ran like ended up running through the woods by herself alone at night and Aww. then ended up being blamed for the whole thing because Zeke apparently yeah. ratted her out and said she was the one who started the fire even though it wasn't her damn yeah what an ass yeah yeah and also roger didn't back her up either you know no yeah yeah and when it's two against one like what are you gonna do right so um that's that tragic backstory but (laughs) so it comes out and roger it comes out that like roger is behind everything and actually, Cammy and Blaze are like in in the diner one day, just kind of discussing this. Like, oh my god, can you believe that? I can't believe Roger would do that. Like, I couldn't think he was so greedy. I thought he loved Briar Creek. When who walks in? But Roger. <gasps> Gasp. Turns out Jack, Blaze's brother, went ahead and told the police that, like, hey, I think that it's these people that you need to be looking at as to who started the fires, because the police and the fire chief uh-huh. have figured out that it was arson. Like, they've zeroed in on that. It started with arson. And so Roger comes into the diner and beats the shit out of Blaze. Like, absolutely beats the shit out of Blaze. And unfortunately, also at this point, they know that they can't trust the police. So Cammy ends up... Oh, shit! Cammy ends up calling the boys. Uh Uh-huh. And the boys come in, but it's already, like, she's, like, Blaze is pretty... Yeah. She's been hit over, like, the head a couple times. Um, Right. But also, very funnily, though, Ingrid, Jack's wife, is the one who beats the shit out of Roger. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Go, Ingrid! the shit, like, has a fist raised in the air, I think, at the end with, like, blood on it. Fuck yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Go, girl! uh, and uh, Jack is like, "Kay did not didn't know that about you." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Uh, so, uh, also at this point, I forgot to mention it's not really that important, but uh, for reasons never fully explained, uh, of course, uh, Clay has been fired from the library basically because he's fucking Blaze, and everybody in town knows it. Oh, uh, so everyone in town hates Blaze still. Yeah, everyone in town still hates Blaze. So, um, Great. Which is another reason why Blaze, by the end of the book, is still kind of like pulling away and saying no. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, right at the last minute, she's like, no, I'm going to go back to the Acrobat and get all, pack up all my stuff and I want you to come with me and then I'm going to come back to Briar Creek and like try this out with you. And he's like, really? And she's like, yeah. And that's it. And the, no, no, no. And then the oh. diner beat up scene happens. The the oh, okay. Yeah. So this then happens, the, and then the diner beat up scene happens. Then the diner beat up scene happens, and so Clay takes her, takes Blaze back to his place, and he's like, "I'd really like to take you to the hospital," and she's like, "No, I'll be fine." And he's like, "Okay." And so then he lays her in bed, and then she sleeps for a whole day, and he's like, "Okay, now we're gonna take you to the hospital." Yeah. She does not wake up. She's in a coma for twenty three more days. Holy shit! Okay, <laughs> surprise coma. Surprise! You know we've had so many eleventh hour kidnappings. We've never had an eleventh hour coma, right. which is kind of like 
kidnapping yourself, I guess. <laughs> Your own so brain kidnapping random you. It's so weird. And nobody has a normal reaction to this of like, because when someone goes into a coma, it's bleak. Like, it's, it doesn't, yeah. you don't know if they're going to wake up or if they're going to right. just fucking pass away on you. And if she spent 24 hours in that coma right. at home. Her head could have usually, just been, her brain could have been swelling. That's usually a company, like, when someone passes out, they say, it like, and you see it in movies all the time. It's really not good if someone passes right. out. Because that means that they're, like, they're not getting what they need to their brain brain and especially yeah. if they don't have enough oxygen going to their brain like it can really damage someone like there's brain damage probably at, in some capacity like not great okay well impromptu rachel science corner kind of and but, you also know. i believe when you have a concussion which we're gonna assume that she had yes. supposed to wake the person up every couple yeah, hours and check on them to, like say like are you nauseous like do you have a headache right. like Give to me an make update. sure there's no brain bleeding. Right. And uh, yeah. I, we're going to assume that didn't happen, but at least they took her to the hospital a day later. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So <laughs> luckily she wakes up 23 days later. Um, it would have been really funny if it was 28 days later, but uh, it was 23 <laughs> days later and like is magically completely fine. Cammy is there when she wakes up is no fine. Absolutely fine. And, okay. uh, but, you know, also when she wakes up, though, and, uh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. Okay. Yeah. She's been on birth what? control. She's been on birth control. Oh, man. Those Mothman babies are strong, I guess. Those Mothman um, babies. So, question. <laughs> <laughs> Several questions, actually. What indication would they have that she'd be pregnant? Her belly is showing a little when she wakes up. Like, she she's, knows that she's pregnant. She knows that she's pregnant. Because, like, on the when they did her discharge, they just, you know, they do that thing where every... You know how every time as a woman you walk into a hospital, they're, they're like, pregnancy test! Pregnancy test! Yeah. I yeah. mean, it makes sense that they would do that. Yeah. But also, like... It's on her discharge paperwork, was... basically. Positive pregnant. There are so many things wrong with that that I'm not even going to get into it. Yeah. We're not going there. Okay, yeah. sure. So she's already we're, showing we're... a little bit. Her six pack has suddenly disappeared. It's been 23 days. <laughs> <laughs> On your we're first gonna, pregnancy. We're going to assume that it's been longer than that because that was when she, I don't think that she got pregnant the day that she was beat up. At most, it's been <laughs> three months. At most. I don't think it's even been three months. I don't think she's... No, because she's only been in Briar Creek for three weeks up until the point that she got beat up. At most, it's been two months. <laughs> At most, she would not be showing. If you were on your no. second kid, which I've learned this recently because of some friends, maybe you'd start to show. But no, not on your first kid. And yep. also, yep. if... Okay, you know, no. Well, no, and no, also no. nobody's Fine. questioning the fact that she had sex with Roger, too. Yeah, and I'm I was going to sure say, that was unprotected how does she sex. know? How does she know which one? Paternity test needs... To, oh, no, you know what? If it comes out with wings, they'll know. They'll know. <laughs> um, so they all, like, come together to celebrate and, like, all the friends I don't know if I would town. celebrate that. Well, no, 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 no not the pregnancy. The the, not the pregnancy, oh, okay. I'm sorry. So they're celebrating Blaze waking up. So okay. they're, like, throwing a little party for her. And uh, 
Cammy guesses because best friend magic that she's pregnant. Sure. And um, she's like, you got to tell him because I can't keep a secret. You got to tell him. And she's Ooh. like, okay, I will. Just like, give me a minute. <laughs> and so literally Blaze pulls him into a pantry in the house and is like, Surprise! And he's like, that's amazing. Look, I've got a ring in my pocket. <laughs> while you were in a coma, I bought this ring. Don't worry. I got your size while you were literally unconscious for almost a month. <laughs> so then they fuck in the pantry. Aw, there's food in there, dude. There, Come yeah. On. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Cleaning closet, at least. Right. And, uh... They fuck in the pantry, and then when they're finished fucking, they're like, you know what? We should probably, like, actually tell people that you're Mothman. <laughs> should they? So should it be a secret? So during the party, every uh, Clay's like, all right, everybody, get into the backyard. Like, I got to show you something. And they're like, okay. And then he shows them, then he shows them his wings, and they're all like fine with it. Nobody freaks out. Nobody is concerned. Everyone's like, can I touch him? This book is the definition of tripped at the finish. Yes. Like, it would be so yes. much more interesting if he's like, nope, we have to keep this a secret. And also, like, why? Why do you have to tell everyone? Wouldn't you want to not tell everyone, actually? I think that it's up to a personal decision. Like, I think yeah, that if they feel fair. like they trusted these people enough that, like, basically they're family at this point. If I suddenly yeah. got superpowers, Rachel, do you think I wouldn't tell you? I can't keep my fucking yeah. mouth shut. You're right. You tell me, but yeah. this like at a party feels like a lot of people. I feel like it's you not start a huge maybe... party. It's like a small, okay. like just intimate circle. It's of not friends like the party. whole town. No, 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 no. It's like a small okay. intimate circle of friends. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's um more but, on board. All right. So now that. we're gonna let's get into reviews because I have a okay. lot of just thoughts about this book. The number one thing, like I mentioned before, is that things just don't really add up. Like. The, the number one, him being Mothman. Um, where the fuck is he putting his wings? I, I just, I it bothers yeah. me that I don't know that people don't see like a hump on his back of like where those wings would be. Like, how loose are his shirts that he's wearing? It it doesn't. What does he do when he's swimming? Right. What does he do when he's swimming? It it doesn't mm -mm, does not. Does, yeah. doesn't track with me the other thing about him being mothman though is that it's not as integral part of the plot at all we can count on one hand how many times he actually uses his wings in this book and it's called like mothman to a flame you know monster fucking it's fine it's all the reason you need but it's not even really monster fucking because like he's he barely has the wings out when he's fucked when they're fucking yeah yeah I so it's it's just like it's not and it's also like not an important part of the plot. It's not like it's a plot point where right. like people keep seeing this thing around town and we're really scared of it and we don't know what to do. Right. We think it's causing the arsons. Like right. that would be more pertinent to what's yeah. happening. It's one of those things where like they could have capitalized on the very real thing of people being like, "Oh no, the Mothman caused this thing" instead right. of the Mothman was trying to like that, right. that could have been, yes. it was an easy thing to go for, which maybe right. it was too easy. I don't know. But yeah, they could have, they could have, they, they could have used, used Mothman that. more. Right. It wasn't important. I, I don't, under, I'm kind of like, well, why was he even Mothman anyway? The fact that he was a librarian seemed to be way more right. important than the fact that he was Mothman. I will say um, that 
uh, if you removed the Mothman from the equation, this would be a Nora Roberts plot. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. Right. Which I'm not mad about. Like the it no, was still like it, it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. Well, but here's the other thing too is that okay. So just again, I'm gonna the. God, the writing was so just over-detailed and boring. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, way over-detailed and boring. And then the, uh, like, the relationship with the mom, like, why the mom was that way. Because she was horrible in this book. Like, she was, like, yeah. slutching her daughter, caught literally causing arson. Um, and was just, like, a shitty, like greedy bitch in nature and it's like it's never explained why she's like that like right and it's never like and there there's never at the end of the book i don't like from what i read there's never any reconciliation like which you don't need to reconcile with your parents but there's also no like blaze making kind of peace with that within herself of saying like we're never gonna go along and that's fine you know Mm -hmm. i don't have to speak to her like it it feels like there was so many like there's a lot of like good things that could have come out of it and it was just sort of like a not not all the way up to how good it could have been like not implemented perfectly right good foundation not all the extra stuff wasn't great right maybe not good foundation since the writing was bad but like the premise was good but and there was some good things like the premise that were fine yeah there were things that i i mean i didn't it was the worst book i've ever read but what i call it like great now Sex yeah, is good. That's fair. Sex is good. I am excited to get into under the covers, I will yeah. say. So, um, all right. Uh, well, let's go ahead and do ratings. So Blaze. Uh, she's I'm gonna give her a three. She stands up okay. for herself. But um I don't think that how do I put this? I don't know. I just didn't particularly like her. I guess That's it's fair. a personal thing. I loved Clay, this though. Clay a... gets a four. Clay oh, is cinnamon wow. roll. What Mothman a good Mothman. gets a four. Wow. I love this. I love the Mothman. I, something just delights me about him being a Mothman, I will say. I don't know why. It just does. Plot gets a two, if that. Because I think it had a plot, but yeah. I don't think that the plot... Considering it was called like Mo- it was called Mothman to a Flame, yeah. The fact that he was Mothman didn't really have anything to do with anything. Yeah, that's so fair. gonna give that a two. The sex is pretty good. Maybe a four, uh-huh. but maybe just okay. because it's my thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm discovering sure. things about myself and Mothman. Hey, uh, you know what? Do what you gotta do. Portend yes. what you gotta pretend. Uh, and then overall, out of ten. I'm I'm just gonna give it a three. I personally really? found it pretty boring. Yeah, I having not read it, so I don't I didn't have to experience the writing. I would give it like a four or a five, but that's because yeah. I didn't have to experience the writing. Right. It was Which just fair. Well, but also we had and you mentioned this before the trip at the end. Oh my god! Like yeah. falling on, this author fell on their face like at the end. Yeah, with trip the twenty three day random coma. And then Roger yeah. just showing up. Like, the end of the book is Roger showing up at the diner and just beating the shit out of Blaze. Like, that, which also yeah. doesn't seem Trip. like a very, it's not a satisfying ending in any way. Right. Trip at the finish. I still am delighted by the fact that it's Mothman, but Trip yes. at the finish for sure. Trip at the finish. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I got. 
that that was really fun. It wasn't at all what I expected. I will no. say, no, totally Me different neither. than what I expected. Me yeah. neither. Yeah, but that was yeah. a ton of fun. That was good. <laughs> I love you know, that. and also though, for something that I would have expected to be like a very short one shot, you know, like yeah. short story, it was fucking long. <laughs> it took it had it way was more, so long. It had way more depth than I would have expected. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Thank you guys so much for joining us on our 98th episode. Starting next or two weeks from now. Yes. We're beginning our 100th episode shenanigans. So get all of your hype ready. uh, Contain none of your limes. uh, And just it's going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wild. Oh, Margie, we have so much recording to do over the next two weeks. Oh my God, we do. Oh my God. I still have to get one, my last book out of the libraries. I still need to finish reading my next two books. Uh, our two books for our extravaganza. Sorry, three books. Uh, hey, oh get God. ready, y'all. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be good. Good time. Yep. I'll probably right. finish up one of them tonight. <laughs> Well, thank, thank you, you guys. all so much. We love, we love you, you thank, so much. Thank you, uh, Elinarium, for use of the song Oh Love off the album Be Held. It is a bop. We yes. love it. Um, Such a bop. Yeah. That's it, thank right? Thank you, guys. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.